Right, there we go. It's podcast time. Podcast time. It's Thursday night. That's my favorite night because it's podcast time. Podcast time is, is my favorite sport of the year. Your favorite sport of the year. All that's, right. That's more than an the answer. Super Bowl. More than the Super Bowl. More bowls than an entire Super Bowl. I don't it's think that's, that's how I don't think that's how sports work. <laughs> that's the subtitle for this. Can hold oh, more nachos than any other bowl out there. The Super Bowl or our podcast? Uh both. Okay. Like it's tied. I, I feel like it's comparable. It, all right. I, I've all measured. Right. I measured the Super Bowl bowl and our bowl, and I think we're doing pretty good. We're the Super Bowl of holding nachos. Exactly. Somehow this we've, audio we've done podcast. It. Yo, audio waves can be really strong if you focus them, especially sure. in an MP3 format. Sure. I think there's uh, a superhero that uses I have audio waves. Absolutely no idea where I'm going with this. Just, just um, so you know. Yeah. The, if that, if that it's wasn't just obvious. the two of us. Paul's away on personal stuff. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back next week. Um, instead it is how yeah. was how was your weekend how was your week uh all right like got back from magfest last week so used this week to make sure i wasn't sick and then just kind of the answer is i am not sick great although my phone's battery is low apparently it is now telling me that right now uh yeah so i just got back to streaming and doing videos again so back back to work that's cool i actually didn't get to play much at all my mom was in town the whole week uh, mainly because last weekend I was down in LA for regionals, big tournament. Big How'd you do? Tournament. We, oh, we were like, so we didn't qualify for nationals. Oh, but we couldn't have been closer. We were literally a snitch catch away from qualifying for nat- Ooh, nationals, I- which is honestly, there's no way to get closer. That, so we like, that was, that was disheartening, but we made it so far. We so were, did only one team move on or how many actually moved on to nationals? So it's regional, so there's a whole bunch of teams. This was the West, I'm in the West region. And there's 25 teams there and 11 get to go. Oh, wow. And we had a pretty good shot. Like, it's a two-day tournament. Uh, The first day we had four games and we won three of them. So moving into the second day, we just had to win our first match and we would have qualified immediately. But that's the one where we missed the grab, which put us in a loser's bracket, which doesn't, doesn't end it for us. You can still win your way out of the loser's bracket back into getting one of those 11 placements. Okay. But because we won our, we lost our second game again by a snitch grab on that second day, we were eliminated. Shitty. But so like, we were super close. You did good though. So, uh, the other way till next season, basically to try again. Uh, yeah, the season is generally over official, official tournaments as far as official tournaments go. So the season's, uh, done. So I guess starting up in September again, is when it gets serious. But for now, uh, things going forward is just more like relaxing and playing for fun. Nice. Get ready, practice, and win that championship. Exactly. So we'll, we'll try again next year. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've had like a super busy busy week. And I was going to use the road trip time last week just to play my DS the whole time. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't play it for a second. I keep thinking like all these road trips I'm having, I'm going to play games. And then I just end up like chatting. I mean, to be to fair, that's probably the better thing to do is to actually like be social with your teammates. Exactly. Right. Right. Like you don't want to be the one person just in the corner. Like, what are you guys talking about? OK, whatever. I, like, hang on, I just I made a jump in Super Mario. Hang on. Yeah. Something like that or whatever. So I was good. It was super hot in L.A. It's kind of drizzly up here now again. So that's a bummer. Um, yeah, that, that's been my week. Uh, but uh, this is the top down perspective. I know she's got like really stuffed all of a sudden. 
You're allergic um, to the podcast. We have to stop. Yes, I'm allergic to the start of the podcast. Oh, no. Sean Booker and John Wheeler are here for March 3rd, Yo. 2016. Uh, why don't we get in? Why don't I just do what I've been playing real quick? Because it's super short. Super short. Go for it. Super short. So I've just been playing Fire Emblem again. Are you still boycotting it? Uh, Are you breaking down? Yeah, I had a feeling it wasn't going to be for long. I'm still I had a chance to pick it up yesterday and I still turn it down. Uh, like I said, Wait, if like I, the special edition? No, or? if I no, I like my statement was if I find the special edition, I'll buy that straight up. But uh, a friend of mine re, like resells games and he has copies of both Conquest and Birthright. And I was like, eh, no, I'm just not in the mood to play Fire Emblem right now. So I'm still passing on it. I'm sure there'll be a point where I'll suddenly want to play it again and grab it. But you, for, like you're you're thinking of buying both versions? No, no, no. I'd buy one and then get the DLC. Okay, yeah, I think that that makes the most sense. But I what, I, like, I would still much rather get the actual collector's edition. I still think their setup was stupid. But I mean, someone pointed out last podcast perfectly, like very sensibly, like a boycott is not going to do shit. It's more of a personal thing for myself. And no, I sure. have like, I, I have totally... so much yeah I have so much other shit I should be playing so. Fire Emblem's real good. Like, again, it's the only game I've played this week. I'm having so much fun. As soon as we're done, I'm going to go back to playing it. Um, if And I, my, my feelings are kind of, once I go, so I have Birthright, once I go through it, I'll just wait for the other ones. Maybe there's going to be a sale at one point, because I don't need to play two Fire Emblem games back to back. I don't think their DLC really goes on sale much, except for when it first comes out. Well, I know, um, like, full games, like, the eShop does have sales. So, like, if Conquest is ever, you know, 25% off or something, I'll probably pick it up then. Mm. Uh, like, main point being, though, I'm just, I'm not going to buy Conquest right away once I finish Birthright, because uh, I don't I don't need to play two Fire Emblem games right away. <clears throat> right away. And games are coming out, and I have other stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, Nintendo Direct happened today, and a bunch of games are coming out this month. Yeah, and we'll get to that in the news section, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, but, um... Did you play XCOM 2? Is that why your tactics out right now? Um, uh, no, actually, I missed out on an XCOM 2. Okay, I'm just not in a tactics mood right now. Like even All Cross right. Zone, I've already stopped. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I would recommend playing Fire Emblem at one point. Um, I could see it be because Awakening was probably on your top ten. I'm assuming. Uh, I think it was on there. That sounds yeah, right. And I'm and I Awakening was, was good, and I've heard it's just a better version. Yeah. So I could see you enjoying this game. Uh, so I guess we'll we'll check in next week with where you're at. Uh, do you know which one you'd pick up? Uh, I don't know. I'm torn. The challenge of conquest intrigues me, but I'd probably go with birthright. So I'm I'm totally fine with my decision to go with uh, birthright. I am finding it, however, like really easy. Really? Um, hmm. And I'm not playing on like hard mode. I'm just playing on normal. And uh, I'm also playing classic style. So if a character dies, they die for good because I like forcing myself to restart the the mission to do it again. But I'm almost at a point that like I'd say about 75% of my characters I can just put out there and I'm pretty sure they won't die this turn. Um, which which is kind of a bummer. Uh, that's just, you know, it's a small anecdote. And I'm only I'm only on chapter 10. So I'm only like about halfway through the game, I believe. I think there's somewhere around 20 chapters. Um, but anyways, uh, I, I do also like the idea that conquest has like, you have to do different things to win the game, like hold out for a certain number of turns and stuff, as opposed to just clear all the enemies. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm sure they're both good. Like I'm still having fun, a lot of fun with Birthright. Uh, and yeah, that's that is all I've played. Um, oh, the one thing I will mention, I uh, I played a little bit more Witness. Haven't gotten anywhere further in that game. Really? I think I'm at the point where I'm just gonna start accepting hints or just like looking up a puzzle solution. Because did you did you get to the part that I kept hinting on that was like really obnoxious? No, I. I'm at the top of that mountain and yep. I can't find two more solutions to that. Oh, that. you haven't gotten into the mountain yet. Okay. No, like I, I've stared at the ground puzzle and I've, like I said, I saw it last week. I solved it once. I can't figure out how to solve it. Yeah. Two more times. It, it's a, uh, it took me and Reese probably an hour and a half to get that one puzzle. Along. Is it, it, do I have to like complete something else before I'll even be able to finish it again? Or as nope. soon as you get to that mountain, as soon as you can get to that mountain and you're, okay. and you're doing that ground puzzle, you can get the three solutions. Yeah, like I, like I said, I'm I'm almost at a point where I'm just going to look up the answer. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to get to play the rest of the game. Uh, I'll give you... Did you get the one between the legs yet? Uh, yeah, I don't want you to give me any hints while we're on air in case people are okay. listening. But that, that, that's hints. as vague as a hint I'm going to make it. Yeah, so may, maybe uh, maybe after, when we're offline, you can you can give me some hints. I just don't want to spoil it for someone else, possibly. Okay. Um... And yeah, that, that's it. So what have you been playing? Um, I went on a bit of a Game Boy binge the other day. Uh, this happens every now and then. I picked up three Game Boy games I wanted to play through. Like and, original? Yeah, original Game Boy. Like I loaded it up on my GBA, but just because I didn't want to find four double A's. Okay, yeah, sure. So I uh, I played through... Man, I forgot them already, and I wrote them down a second ago. Joe and Mac for the Game Boy, which is terrible. I have, I have no idea what Joe and Mac is. So Joe and Mac was an arcade game called, I think, Joe and Mac Caveman Ninja. In fact, all of these games you're about to talk about, I have no idea. What is a Spider-Man? Uh, he's a man who's also part spider. He's very disfigured. Like a and, human spider? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. He's got like six arms. That guy from like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there you go. That guy. Okay, except that that's, except he that was four. Games? Yeah, no, it's surprisingly, he had a spinoff. He has three of them. <laughs> no, they skipped the first two. Okay, just right into three. Yeah, see, that'd be funny. Companies like to do that. All right, what's Joe and Mac? Joe and Mac is an old arcade game where you're like these two cavemen that are running around saving all your cave women because a bunch of ugly cavemen scared them off. Uh, you throw like okay. a bunch of like old tools like uh, boomerangs, rock axes, and wheels, and you fight dinosaurs. So the Game Boy version is just a really bad version of that. That's single player. It plays like crap. All right. Uh, Do you have any fun with this game? Not really, no. I think, okay. I, I, think I tried it twice and then stopped. I think that might have been the last. Yeah, that was the last thing I played. It's like, Why do you have this game? Because uh, I like Joe and Mac. I like the other version, so I wanted to try oh. this one. All and right. lo and behold, it was bad. The SNES version's really good, though. So if you ever play the Super Nintendo one for some weird reason... Try that. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, then I played Battletoads and Double Dragon for the Game Boy. All right. Which is... Have you ever heard of Battletoads and Double Dragon? Oh, wait. these are. This is one game. This is one game. Okay, yeah. I'm not looking at your list. Okay, no, I haven't. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were you're talking about, like, two games real quick. You were just no, this, this is Battle... Like, it's a crossover between Battletoads and Double Dragon made by Rare. All right. So, uh, it's, you're literally fighting bosses from both games and you're just like trying to save the world. It's, uh, it's really fun on the Super Nintendo and this is just the Game Boy version, which is a port of the Nintendo, the NES version. 
And uh, it's surprisingly easy. I beat it my first try. There you go. This is not in rare replay. No. I probably probably couldn't get the license for this. Because Double Dragon's owned by... God, I don't even know who owns Double Dragon anymore. It used to be Technos. They've changed hands a number of times. Uh, well, that that um that like neon one came out, right? Double so Dragon probably, Neon, yeah. Yeah, so it might not be too hard to figure out. I'm assuming whoever owns that. Uh, well, Wayward or Way Forward did that, but I don't know who mm-hmm. like loaned them the license. That's true. I have no idea. Uh, other than that, I played. Oh God, what was the third one? Spider Man Three, and this one was just pure nostalgia for me. Is this like? Based on the movie? No, this is an original Game Boy. This is from like 91, okay. 92. Okay, so it's just the third Spider-Man game. Yeah. All right. uh, it's made by LJN. They're known for their terrible old games. Uh, and this one's no different. It handles really bad. It starts with you running around a park, beating up uh, kids on skateboards and guys with trench coats holding, like hiding guns. Like you're just like punching or can you like web shoot them? Uh, you can web shoot them if you duck and hit the jump button because that makes sense. The controls are really wait, weird what, too. Yeah, what are the, wait, you don't just have a web shoot button? No, well, it's a Game Boy. You only have two buttons. Well, I'm assuming jump and, and shoot. No, one's, you have jump and you have kick. Kick, not even punch. Mm, some And sometimes it's a punch, but it's usually a kick. Oh, it's just random. It depends on the, I think, how you're moving or what, like what direction you're pressing. Okay. And sometimes the kick button is your web swing button too. <laughs> Great. That's, yeah. I would assume that would be more of a, like a jump would be a web swing somehow incorporated. It, in it handles pretty bad. Um, I played the reason I picked this game up was because was because as a kid, uh, one of my friends had this and I used to borrow it off of him all the time, but I could never get past the first world. And uh, I have like vivid memories of trying this game over and over to a point where I tried to beat it in class once and got my Game Boy confiscated. There you go. Yeah, which was a bad idea since my mom was a teacher at that school and I got in trouble. Uh, but yeah, so like as, ever since I've always wondered like how do you actually beat it? And sure enough, I, I grabbed it and I beat the first stage. I don't know how I figured that out as a kid because it was just a pain in the ass to do as an adult. But uh, oh, like it was still hard. It wasn't just like, man, I was a dumb kid. This no, is obviously the answer. No, it, the game handles like shit. Okay. So it's, it's is this like side scrolling. Like it's side scrolling. Yeah. But uh, you have to like one of the first stages is you have to uh, climb up a building. Okay. But to do that, there are like ledges on the wall. So you can't actually climb up. You have to shoot a web at the corner and then swing around it and then above it. But to do that, you have to face the opposite direction of where you want to go. You just like shoot your web behind you? Yeah. Okay. You have to swing to the left if you want to go to the right. All right. It's it's really really weird. weird. It's not a good game. Does he say friendly neighborhood Spider-Man at some point? No, actually. Spider-Man theme song in there. No, but the music, the theme song is actually not bad. That's about it. But it's also like five seconds. All right. Looped over and over. Well, it sounds terrible. It, it was pretty bad. Uh, other than that, I got into this weird mobile game that's really hard to describe. Uh, it used to be called Pocket Master. Wait, what do you mean it used to be called? Uh, it changed its name since I've been playing it this week. Just over the course of this week, okay. Yeah, it is now called Super Evolution. 
And sorry, what was it before? Uh, Pocket Master. Wait, is this that one that I see ads on Twitter and it's like super ripoff of Pokemon? Yes. Okay. But you don't actually play... The the fights aren't Pokemon, but the characters are Pokemon. Yeah, like it looks exactly like Pokemon. I'm constantly just like... No, no. How is uh, this not being like taken down yet? It's... It's hard to describe right now, but I'm trying to get you some pictures here to show. Uh, the characters are humanized versions of Pokemon. Okay, yeah, someone just put a picture in the chat. It looks like... Yeah, Lord Cuddy's it looks on like it. W- what would be... And the person's name is Shrew, and it's like a sand shrew. Yeah, that is, that's, that's how they get like around it. Boob girl. That is... 90% of the characters in this game are boob girls. See, but the on the advertising, it's it's not boob girls; it's Pokemon. Like, it yeah, is... no, there are, there are no actual Pokemon. Pokemon, there are just knockoff humanoid Pokemon. Are they all boob girls? Like every Pokemon is a boob girl? Uh, just about all of them. There are a couple guys, but very few. Are uh, they like super muscular guys or like? Yeah, Machop. Machop's, I think, like the only dude I've really come across besides like some of the legendaries. But they, what, uh, what, they... Wait, hang on, I'm curious, which Pokemon are dudes? So Machop. Are Machop, oh, and those evolution are dudes. Uh Diamond, which is supposed to be, I believe, Dialga. Oh, okay. Is it uh, dude in our age? Uh This has all the Pokemon in it. Uh no, it's got about a hundred of them, I think. Just a hundred randomly selected Pokemon. Uh, they're they're slowly adding more characters. This game is so weird. I haven't okay. even gotten to like what the gameplay of this thing is yet. Yeah. Uh my my starting character was Char. And then became Chameleon. And then became Charlizard. Charlizard. So Charlizard. So, so literally, yeah, I was about to say literally Charlizard. There's also That's bu- the worst. There's also Bulb, which turns to Ivy, which turns to Venus. And oh, I'm hearing in the chat, uh, let's see. Gyarados oh, yeah, Ken- is Kentaros. Kentaros and Gyarados. Uh, Moltres is a dude. See, I, t- I would have assumed Moltres would have been a girl. Uh, Zapdos is a girl. Zapdos is a girl. What about Articuno? Uh, good question. That's too tough to tell. Actually, I can't tell from the sprite. I don't have what? their their artwork. Okay, you don't have their artwork. Okay. The long right, hair makes it. me think girl. Okay, but I, mm. I love I love the way they get around the naming mechanics. Like Machop is called Macho Chop. Ev nice. is called E dash V. Uh. How, okay. Geodude is called uh, Geode Dude. Geode Dude. Oh, Mud uh, Mudkip is called Mudskip. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Oddish is called Odd Radish. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Hop Hip is called Hippity Hop. I'm uh, enjoying these ones more than the last few. Yeah. Hitmonlee is yeah. just called Monlee. That's not that's uh, Psyduck. Not Psyduck is Psychic Duck. That's yep. I mean yep. The Vulpix is called Vulpa Six. That's not good at all. The, Cub- a lot of these are just like we we put a consonant in there. Basically, that's what they are. It, it's so dumb. Uh, w- Jigglypuff is called Jiggle. Wigglytuff is called Wiggle. Those are both really bad. Yeah. And some of them okay. are pretty much what on is it. this. What is this gameplay? It's tower defense. Okay, so it's nothing like Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, you put six people in your party, five main characters, and then a backup character. 
Um, there are four different types. There's attacker, defender, healer, and mage. What, and you what just is mage. Mage is just projectile shooters, basically. Okay. So all the starters from Gen One, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charmander, they're all projectile users. All right. The, uh, and then you just fight wave after wave of Pokemon, Which, or you fight what other kind teams. Of Pokemon are healers. Uh, I can get you an exact list. I don't. I'm just curious about a couple. I'm trying to think of like which Pokemon are heal focused. Mil- Chansey, Clefairy, Jigglypuff, Miltank, Togepi. Uh, so, so like normal type Pokemon. I guess Leafeon, Su- okay. Su- Suicane or Suicune, however you say their name. Oh, uh, the dog. Like, okay, yeah. I've always said Suicune. Suicune. That'd be that. I think that's how I say it. Frostlass. <clears throat> uh, okay, this is this is all right. Chansey, so kind of, Blissey, yeah, a lot of normals. Yeah, all right, and then a couple of extras. Uh, and is it set up like, uh, like Plants vs Zombies? You just make like a line of your six. Like is it uh, like more or less pathways? like if depending on what class they are is where they'll stand in your grid of three by three. You've got a three by three grid on your side. There's a three by three grid on the other side, and then people are just running towards you trying to get to the other end of your side where there are these crystals. And if they get to the crystals, you lose, or if your entire team dies. Okay. Yeah. And okay, and um, it's obviously free to play. So what's the uh, what's how are they getting you to buy stuff? Uh, they. There's like a million different currencies, but the main one is called Pokestones, which let you get more Pokemon and uh, kind of like do more events and get more stamina. It, it is despite the original name, not even having Poka. Oh, it. dude, um, there's some direct ripoffs. Um, there's our my favorite character, Doctor Oak, who is literally nice. just Professor. I don't know how well you can see this. Is just Professor Oak with like a dye job. Yeah, it's like a, it's like what they would have done if like when, if he was younger, right? Like yeah, his hair wasn't you know gray yet. <clears throat> I mean, like there's a good chance Professor Oak does have a, his PhD. There's he, there's actually straight up Meowth. That is Meowth. So they did, they did okay. not change him. That is just straight up Meowth. That's the one Pokemon that's not a boob girl or a like a muscled guy, like an anime person. Yeah, it's it's you know what it's weird because I'm actually having a lot of fun. Uh, Reese and I've been playing it a bunch and we're having a good time. But it is very much a mobile game that wants your money. It is a, a Hong Kong ripoff. I I don't understand how they've gotten away with it. Yeah, because well, they're they're, they're very clearly because they just changed their name. They're very clearly the Pokemon. Yeah. Um. Okay. Maybe I misheard you. I know you said there's there's Pokestones, but what do you use the Pokestones for? Like kind of everything to like buy to buy everything like buy more pokemon buy upgrades for the pokemon buy yourself more stamina to do the dungeons stuff like that so there so it is a stamina thing like i'm trying to think what is slowing you down to make you want to pay money is it it stamina yes it's so you can't so you can't play the game for a bit you have to like wait like 60 minutes yeah like an hour before okay basically all right well uh yeah, this thing it, looked like the worst when I saw the ads. It's really weird. It. Like, check out this. Here's a sexified Kakuna. Because this is literally like just Rule Thirty Four for Pokemon. Yeah, it really like, is. Well, except for like no actual porn. It's just like everyone's a girl. Well, they're all in like bikinis. Like, so I guess it's more Rule Sixty Three. What is Rule Sixty Three? I think that's a female version, gender bent version of everything. I or guess like sexified version. I don't know. I feel like like it's close enough with Rule Thirty Four. Like. 
everyone's in a bikini that Sancho, it was just straight up under boob. Like it, I think it qualifies. Um, all right. Well, I guess we'll check in with this each week. Is this is this going to be the new record keeper? Well, I'm still playing record keeper too. It's just okay. I have. I just I have nothing to do in record keeper right now. That's when you delete it. No, because they done. they add new content every week. I just have to wait for the new content. I guess if they add new content, sure, sure. All right. Um, any any other games? That's it. That is it. Uh, let's go on to the news. Let's just start with the big one, uh, the Nintendo Direct. All right. I was thinking about this before we started, and if I was to compare it to like a shape in terms of my excitement levels, like a if I was a to graph sh- a shape, like if I was to graph my excitement level, you know, okay. X Y axis, it would look like a cartoon whale. You know, what starts big starts big, then goes downhill, then it goes a little uphill at the end for like a tail. This is the weirdest thing. Well, you know what? You, 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 that was a, that was a good example. You know exactly what I'm talking about now. That that thing first half was good, then it got real bad, like real bad. You're just and saying that because Hyrule Warriors came up. Hyrule Warriors followed by Metroid Prime Federation Force dude, followed by like Monster Hunter. Dude, like whatever. I I am actually kind of getting into Federation Force. The more I see of that game, the more it's interesting to me. But the they really terrible. they really should not have called it Metroid. That is really what is pissing off everyone. And then it's just going to be like generic robot shooter that'll be lost in the crowd. I guess I don't know. It's like even though they're they're, they're damned, press, they're just straight up they're damned. They're going to sell more than if they had just called it like you know anything besides Metroid, like if just random robot fighter or whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know. Let's try. Let's try and go kind of through order. I didn't write down the order. Um, okay. just off the top of our head, started with Star Fox. Yep. Is that right? Okay. So Star Fox Zero. Um, that it seems to... like it's just going to be Star Fox again. Yeah, which I mean, to be fair, there's nothing wrong with that. I yep. I we have we I... haven't had a new Star Fox in years, not counting Star Fox three three DS. Which oh yeah, the sixty four three D. You mean right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they added um Star Fox Guard. Is it just Star Fox Guard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Fox Guard is now uh, they announced that, which was Project Guard, which we heard about like at E3. Two, was it last E3 or two E3s ago? All right, that was weird. Uh, that was last E3. Okay, I could have sworn that was longer. Hang on, actually, maybe you're right. Yeah, it seems like forever since we heard about Project Guard. Maybe it was two years ago. Yeah. But um, e- either way, um, Project Guard was actually really good. It was super fun to play at E3 that year. Yeah, I, I heard some sure cool things. And if people year. don't remember what Project Guard is, it's the one uh, tower defense like. You get twelve cameras and you set them up, and then characters are walking in and you're trying to like shoot them off, kind of turrety, uh, but very tower defense. And now it's all Star Fox themed, and it's a separate game. There is a, a a bundle pack you can buy, but I believe separately they're like t- uh, sixty and twenty bucks uh, American at least, something like um, that. I'm just surprised they showed like actual like physical wii u case box for star fox card that seemed like that should have been digital i'm a little surprised well they're doing digital as well i uh, mean i mean digital only it. but right yeah um did they do a box for guard i saw the combined box like the thick box i don't remember seeing a solo box for guard but i was uh that popped up on twitter later okay uh but yeah that's the thing so uh 
kind of more interested in Star Fox. Uh, so that com- and that's coming out the end of next month, April 22nd, I believe. Yeah, that sounds like the right date. Next was... Uh, was you it know that what? anime thing? No, it wasn't Fire Emblem. Uh, it was something before that. No, there wasn't a Fire... Oh, they talked a bit about uh, Revelations. Was it Fire Emblem? The one I was talking about, I guess we're just going to go out of order because we can't remember the yeah. exact order. Um, I like tweeted the name, and it's something that ends when, in Sharp F-E. Yeah, that's the new Fire Emblem Shin Megami Tensei crossover game. It, they never even once said it used to be called that. This seemed like a new game. No, that's that's SMT cross Fire Emblem. So they changed the name? Yeah. Tokyo Mirage Sessions um, Sharp FE Sharp FE It looked like it so I get, yeah now that you mentioned it I just never even heard the, that um, Shimigama Tensei Cross Fire Emblem was all about like b- being a J-pop star Yeah that uh, that game's been out in Japan apparently for a while now I think it came out last year but they uh, they're only like <clears throat> coming over here now uh, you got, I think, moderate reviews in Japan. That's a bummer because that game looked like really cool. Like I thought it looked super interesting, and I was already interested in Shimigami Tensei Crossfire. So, oh, uh, I I found the list in order. Splatoon was the next thing that came up, but yeah, right, yeah, they're like uh, balancing some weapons. Ba- balance updates for Splatoon, yeah. That was their announcement. Balancing the weapons. All right, thanks. Okay, well, if you got the order, like, what's next? Take sure. the reins. Uh, Splatoon uh, updates, two updates coming out. Uh, first one is Tuesday, March 8th. That'll balance the weapons and make some of the actual upgrades, like, worth using. Second part, we'll adjust, uh, we'll issue adjustments to matchmaking, rank battles, and Splatfest starting in April. Also, the guy who sells you guns in game, Sheldon, will encourage players to use certain ga- certain weapons and weapon packs. Mainly ones that were less appreciated overall. Uh, then it was a trailer for Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Oh yeah, how excited are you for that? Eh. I'm, I mean, uh, if you I, like minigames, they're all. good. I've heard they're good games if you like that kind of game. The big one was they have uh, rugby now. Yeah. And rugby and gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah. Okay. They did it. Great. Uh, then there's another update coming to Mario Maker. That actually seemed really cool. They're, they're adding a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're adding uh, those floor crushers from Super Mario World, the spiked ones. They're keys. adding keys. They're adding a red big thing. Yeah, they're adding red coins that you can get for keys as well. Yeah, uh, they're, they're not like normal red coins. They're like tied to keys. Yeah, so once you, you get, get them all, they get the key. Yeah, so you can make people like explore around the world to open the door to get to the end of the stage. Yeah. Also, now boss battles can be mandatory because you can give the key to bosses. Yeah, yeah, it can be which is also kind of an cool. enemy. That's a cool update. So. Yeah. They're also adding super expert 100 Mario challenge. So I think it looked like you play six or eight stages. Yeah, it's six, six. is the it number six. here. Yep. And you get 100 lives to go through them. So odds are stuff like Pit of Pangaea and all those other insanely hard stages are going to be in that list. So good fucking luck. And apparently and that... Like the, the reward for finishing that was like more costumes. I mean, what else can they do? Because... I know. I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to tie them specifically to just that mode, so then you can people who make stages can show off that they did it. Yeah, I guess so. But don't you unlock the costumes just by simply like 
in like interacting with one. So no. even if you make the stage, but then someone plays it, they get the costume. Nope. Are you sure? Hundred percent. Okay. Well, because I right. on day one of the game, I played one of those. Oh, here's all the amiibo costume stages. And you didn't get them. Nope. All right. Sure. Okay. You have to either have the same. amiibos or you have to do the stages or the challenge modes on each difficulty. Okay. So good luck to anyone who does that. Uh, that comes out Wednesday, March 9th. Next week. Yep. Yeah. It says 12 new mystery mushrooms as reward for the hundred Mario super expert. Uh, then it was Tokyo Mirage sessions. Uh, pound F E was it, they say, did they say sharp. pound sharp F E right? Sharp F E. I keep thinking it was pound and I was like, it's not pound. Uh, for that game. I guess it makes sense to be sharp cause it'd be music related. That comes out June 24th. They announced that they are not getting an English uh, dub. It is going to be Japanese dialogue with subtitles. That's right. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I hope that actually ends up being well received over here because this that looks like it's going to have a niche ass audience. That's true. That is definitely true. That's like Which the I, most anime thing. I think that's probably why they decided not to actually uh, give it like a, a dub because like, they're not sure how well it. it's going to do. Yeah, they're like, this yeah. is not going to make its money back. I feel bad. Yeah. Um. Bum, bum, bum. Then they showed off this game, this online game called Lost Reavers that Bandai Namco is working on. It's a free to play game. Free to play game, uh, online co op action game where friends team up to take on zombies and solve tricky puzzles within the world's temples to find treasures. Players can level up and unlock new skills while also earning enough in game currency to pick up new weaponry. Lost Reavers oh, will be. Yeah. Open beta on April 14th, and when the full version will come out April 28th. I I clearly just like blanked when this was on because I didn't care. Mm. But okay, what's that coming to? Wii U. Wii U. All right. Uh, then they announced a new Paper Mario, which I thought was hilarious because I was watching the chat reaction to this. Uh, this is Paper Mario Color Splash, which the, they this was Wii the. Fr- yeah, for Wii U. The first time they announced it out of anything. Uh, it, everyone was excited for it at first, and then suddenly at the end, they showed how the combat would be, and it was very similar to Sticker Star, and then everyone got very upset. Yeah, I saw, like, the giant fan at one point. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of the, a bunch of the summons looked straight out of Sticker Star. Uh, the combat was like you had to color cards and then throw them into the screen from the Wii U gamepad, and that was how you fought. Yeah, that seems su- that sounds like it's gonna be real tedious. Also, the screenshot in the article I'm looking at right now literally says you got worn out jump times three. That is a move from Sticker Star. Okay. Worn out jump. So that was the weakest jump you got. So uh I guess it is actually just Sticker Star 2. That's a huge bummer. Yeah, the main gimmick seems to be color. The whole world that you've gone to has lost all its color, so your hammer can actually put color everywhere and like revitalize the world, and that's how you get around. Also, when they showed, like, like, Mario and friends showing up, like, it it was, like, they had, like, a breeze going by to make it look like, oh, this place looks so drab. Mm. Most of it was in color. I know, that was so weird. It's like, this one out of three flowers is gray, so hit it with your hammer. I was like, this place looks fine, what are you talking about? Anyway. I'm not interested in that game. I like Sticker Star, so I'm sure I'll enjoy this, but I know I'm in a very small minority on that. Yeah. Uh, then they showed some more Pokemon Tournament. They showed some new that, stuff that game about looks it. So good. That game is out in two weeks. I believe it comes out the 18th. 
I thought it was the 22nd, but maybe it is the 18th. Uh, 22nd would be a Tuesday, and Nintendo used, likes to release on Fridays, which is the 18th. 18th. All right. I'm I'm quite looking forward to that. I actually just pre-ordered it because Amazon keeps doing that like 20% off. Oh, yeah. If you have Prime, you get 20% off, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably look into that. Because after tax, it makes the game like 50 bucks. But yeah, I think that game looks so cool. Yeah, I, I that's really going to be hope fun. It's good. I really I, hope it's good. I hope it's good as well, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen because it's at Evo this year. Cool. Cool. Uh, then they briefly went over the My Nintendo rewards program and how you could sign up early for Miitomo. I think that was the first time we had heard it called My Nintendo. Could be mistaken. Not sure. Because uh, I know like, I signed up for the account and stuff a couple weeks ago when that happened. Yep. I just don't know if it was called My Nintendo. I feel like it was called My Nintendo as well back then. I'm not sure. Anyway. So yeah, that's happening. You can get your platinum reward points now, and they didn't they did not detail anything else about it, just that stay tuned, basically. Yeah, I don't know how And uh, and Me Tomo is apparently launching later this month. Someone in the chat is asking, does the Prime twenty percent off work in Canada? I'm not sure. I do don't know. That's Prime? that's what I wanted to look into. We do have Prime. Okay. But Prime is like two-day guaranteed delivery instead. No, no, that's what Prime is here. Oh, I thought Prime was one day. Nope, two days. Okay, well then I guess um, it's the unless, same. Although for the pre-orders, they said I would get it like the day of. Mm. Um, but it is two-day shipping. Um, I don't know if the 20% off works. I hope so. If, if so, then I'll probably sign up for Prime. Then they introduced uh, Mar- Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge. This is a free game where to actually play it, you need the Amiibos. So you scan the Amiibos on your system, and that unlocks them, uh, the characters in the game, and it unlocks challenges for you to do with those characters in-game. Uh, apparently, you can get early access to the game if you buy any Amiibo on March 25th from GameStop, Amazon, or Best Buy. I'm going to look up if, if I go to Amazon.ca with my account. It'll work. Okay. Uh, apparently, also, Series 4, the Animal Crossing Amiibo cards, has been confirmed for June 10th, and I believe Series 3 comes out whenever uh, Ryu, Roy, and Famicom Rob do, which I think is also the 18th of March. Then they announced uh, the Super Nintendo Virtual Console is coming to the 3DS, but specifically to the new Nintendo 3DS. Sorry, what was this one for the new 3DS? This was the Super Nintendo Virtual Console. Oh, right. Which is so weird. Wow, that game is $75. What? Pokemon Tournament is $75. Welcome to how terrible our dollar is. Um... Worst part is our dollar's up right now. We're up to uh, seventy-five. I saw that. I saw that it was at seventy-five. You're right. Um, I'm not seeing it. Let me try adding it to the cart and stuff. I know I have to go a little bit in. As long as I don't end up buying another copy of this game. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. Super Nintendo Virtual Console on the new 3DS only. Um, three games dropped, I believe, today. That should have been Super Mario World, Pilot Wings, and F Zero. Uh, yep, available right now. Uh, Donkey Kong Country One, Super Mario Kart, and Earthbound will be on March twenty fourth, and April fourteenth will have a Link to the Past, Super Metroid, and Donkey Kong Country Two: Diddy's Conquest. Uh, and unsurprisingly enough, the Japanese Virtual Console has about three times that much offered, including pretty much every Mega Man game that was on the Super Nintendo. 
I did see that Japan was getting stuff. I don't see anything on the Amazon.ca. So oh, that's a bummer. I don't think they get the, the discount. That is a big bummer. Uh, game Freak is making a weird... I would call it a mobile game, but I think the way they're doing it, it's not. It's a horse racing game crossed with Solitaire. It's called... That. This seemed kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, what is this game called? Pocket Card Jockey. You race horses while also playing Solitaire and like sorting out cards and do like matching up sets and stuff like that gives you speed boosts that you can use to like power through fights. You can also like breed horses and it's a weird horse simulator crossed with solitaire made by the Pokemon guys. And this is 3ds. And this is 3ds on, on mobile, but this is weird and it looks cool. It comes out in may. Cool. Azure striker Gunvolt is getting a sequel. Um, I don't know when that's dropping. Oh, in the summer. And uh, right now, the original game is on eShop for 10 bucks. It's on discount right now. Yep. Fire Emblem Fates Revolution, which was the third chapter of Fire Emblem Fates, is coming out March 10th, which uh, you can buy for 20 bucks if you have any of the versions, or if you had the collector's edition, you already have it for free, because I think you got it two weeks or three weeks early. Uh, Wait, there's like, also they have it now. Yeah, that was one of the other things oh. about the collector's edition was you got the third chapter for free, like included. I, I knew you got the third chapter. I didn't know you got it early. You got it three weeks early, I believe. Okay, then they probably have it. Yeah, now I guess. Maybe that's what I thought was the twenty second. Was that one? Something's the twenty second. Uh, so far, like none of the things I've said have been twenty second though. I don't think. I'm thinking maybe Revelations. What like maybe that's when? It no, th- that drops uh, March tenth. Something is on March twenty second. I, I maybe assure we'll you. maybe we'll hit it in a bit. Yeah. Uh, more DLC as well for the game, and that hits March seventeenth. And then uh, there'll be maps made available weekly till April twenty first. If you bought Map Pack one, you're getting a bunch of these maps for free, or at no extra charge, rather. Right. All right, and this is probably the part where Sean tuned out because it's Hyrule Warriors Legends. Yeah. That still looks like Hyrule Warriors, but with more characters, so I'm excited. Uh, that comes You're out... You're actually going to get it? Like, play the, that game again? I'll get it. I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to play it, but I am going to get it. I like okay. Hyrule Warriors. But if you don't even know, think you're going to play it that much, why get it? Because I'm sure there's going to be some point for it, and it's going to unlock stuff for the Wii U version. Which you you don't play that, though. I have played that more frequently than I, I would expect. When, when was the last time you played Hyrule Warriors? A month ago. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> you seem legit shocked about that. I, yeah, like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, the well, game I'm is. Glad you like that. Hyrule Warrior Legends, bizarrely enough, is getting a season pass as well, so that means there's even more DLC. I don't know if it's going to cross over with the 3DS or with the Wii U one at all in that sense. If you buy the physical version, you get a code to unlock, uh, I think it was five characters in the uh, home version. It was. Tetra, Toon Link, King of Red Lions, Linkle, and I'm forgetting who the fifth one is. I remember they announced the Bird Girl. Oh, that's who it was. Oh, oh, never mind. I got the the it's Linkle, Skull Kid, Tetra, uh, King of Red Lions, and Toon Link. So those are the ones they, you get. They said the Bird Girl everyone gets for free. Yeah, that's when the first DLC pack drops for it. Yeah, I forgot her name with the harp. Uh, Medley Wing Waker. Medley. That's what it is. 
Then they introduce uh, Art Academy Disney. Yeah. So you know what? This makes a lot of sense, actually. If you, if I guess Pokemon Art Academy sold really well, and the other Art Academies, so why not do something that a lot of kids are really into, which would be Disney characters? It'll teach you how to draw Pixar characters and traditional Disney animation characters, even characters from 3D ones like Frozen. Yeah, they even said, and don't like, don't worry. No, they said, and yes, even characters from Frozen. Well, because like, everyone's yep. that's like the new hotness right now. I don't know if that's the new hotness. Well, but it definitely was. It's still the really popular. If I went to Safeway the other day and I could have bought a can of Campbell's soup that had Frozen on it, so did you? And it was there. I did not buy it. I think that that shows us that you, your excitement level for this game. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that there is Frozen soup out there. That game comes out May 13th. Bravely Second End Layer, which I'm actually pretty excited for. Demo comes out Thursday, March 10th. The 10th is going to be a very busy day at this rate. Uh, the demo actually has content that will not be in the main game. Yeah, that interested me. Main It unlocks extra content for the main game. The main game comes out April 15th. If you're in the Best Buy Gamers Club... Uh, you should get an early access code for the demo starting Monday. Otherwise, you can just download it on Thursday the 10th. And they talked Can't about wait the for that demo. Sweet demo. Can't wait. I mean, to be fair, the Bravely Default demo for like the first game was over an hour long. They also, yeah, they also mentioned that that demo is still there. People can play that if they wanted. Yeah, if you have never played Bravely Default. And I recommend three quarters of that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do as well. Uh, then we moved on to Dragon Quest VII, getting a port to the 3DS. That is actually coming out in North America. This, uh, bizarrely, did not have a release date. I think this was one of the few games they mentioned that did not have they a release date. They had mentioned this game before, though, because they also mentioned it with 8. Yeah. Uh, 7 is getting released sometime in the summer, which this whole Nintendo Direct was for games up until summer. Right. Okay. Because they wanted to leave E3 a mystery, I guess. Sure. Then it went to... Uh, reveal of Monster Hunter Generations, which I guess is just Monster Hunter Cross, just the North American version of it. Yep. If you're in a Monster Hunter, it looks good. Uh, if you have Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate save data, it'll actually unlock stuff in that game as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Flatmat in the chat says, wow, no mention of cats. Yeah, Bravely Second has a a class called the Catmancer. Yeah. Where you get to somehow like collect enemy moves. That, yeah, so it, uh, it's a blue yeah, mage. Incarnated into into cats that use the attack. Yeah. The treats. I know, which is the most bravely default way of doing that, because that game is weird. It's, it's a weird game, yeah. Yeah, so like it's just a blue mage from Final Fantasy if you're up on your Final Fantasy. Right. But I just love the fact that you like throw them treats, and that's how they do attacks. Yep. Catmancer. Also, people are saying, how come I'm not mentioning Moonbase? Uh, Moonbase is just the village from Bravely Default 1. Just in this game. So, uh, when they showed the bonus you get for the trailer, or for playing the demo, it mentioned you get more characters in your Moonbase, which to me seems like that's just the new setup for the village in the first one. Okay, yeah. And considering how crazy Bravely Default 1 got, I am not shocked that you have a base on the moon in the second one. That's true. That's true. Also, if you haven't, you should play most of Bravely Default 1. Yeah, that's a cool game. Except for the last bit, but that's a cool game. Oh, I missed uh, Marth. There's a Marth costume in Monster Hunter. 
how could you possibly miss that? I don't I just I don't Exciting play much news. Actually, that was the next thing on the list. I stopped a little too early. I read the chat and saw that. Uh, boom. Metroid Prime Federation Force was very awkward in this direct. It felt like they were literally on damage control and they sort of acknowledged that. Like I think I, don't know if they I think really Bill Tritton even that. said like this is like to to quell your fears about federation force like he was he made it pretty obvious that he realized people freaked out something like we didn't say much about this at e3 so here's to shed some light or no like it's like it was pretty not divisive he said like something akin to that like one of the more talked about like games from maybe it was that okay it was it it made made it seem like they were on damage control i don't think this game looks that good i am the more i see this game the more interested i am at it but like i said they really shouldn't have called it metroid prime because that just pissed off everyone even though that's the gameplay is Metroid Prime, hands down. Like you look at screenshots, you know that's a Metroid Prime style game. Uh, a lot of people are upset because the last time we got a, a full blown Metroid game was Other M, and that was mixed at best. But so that wasn't, that wasn't a Prime game though. But no, yeah, it was Metroid. I mean, then if we're gonna okay go that, that way, game. then Metroid Prime Three was the last one we got. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I don't know. I I feel like they did this. They they said they were working on this. What two thousand nine? I think they said they wanted to do this. They they've yeah, been working. They said they were working back. on this for a long time. Yeah, and I can't remember what like pulled him away from it, and then he came back to this. Yeah, and it was like, and now that the DS has a C stick, we were like, it's time to do this. And it was like, and okay. it's just like, no. But what about those who don't have new three DSs? Don't do this. You're so. But then again, he said that this originally started as a DSi game, which. That right, yeah, I think was more telling than anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they need some games for the people who did buy the new 3DS to feel like justified. Yeah, because so far, isn't it like just Monster Hunter? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, and Xeno, yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles. There, yeah, that's I think that's that, what I, actually, I think that's there's what I only like four games maybe that use it. Binding of Isaac Rebirth is one of them. And is that exclusive though? Like you can't use it on the normal three. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, four games. It's just it's the DSi it's, again. Like it's weird. It's like you can skip this one. Yeah, I don't know, but that game is coming out this year. I don't think it did actually have. I do not know. I do not actually see a release date on it. I love also that apparently they added a new trailer for the game and then they straight up turned off upvotes and downvotes on YouTube because they knew it would just get downvoted to hell. I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. That's Nintendo knows. They've learned their lesson. Uh, they don't. I don't see a release date here, so I don't know when that is coming out. But then they moved on to a Rhythm Heaven game that we're actually getting. Yeah, it, it kind of kind of mixed feelings on that because uh, it's a it's like a compilation of uh i I guess the last two but it's also going to have all of uh the gba version that we never got as well as like 30 new mini games they were saying yeah uh yeah i'm all for it rhythm heaven is fantastic 30 new ones and a handful of ones from the original gba version never released in north america uh i don't there's no release date just says later this year but the fact we're getting a new rhythm heaven is amazing and it's probably going to be like 20 dollars because those uh, games are always budget priced. Like I can't wait. Here's Rhythm hoping. Heaven is fantastic. Uh, did, did they even? See? Yeah, 3ds. That's the console. And then they closed out with Kirby Planet Robobot, which is basically another triple deluxe game, but with you can take you can get robot suits. 
Yeah, and it looks exactly like Triple Deluxe. I'm uninterested. I am excited because I like Kirby games. So I like Triple Deluxe. I would just prefer like something a little new. Mm. Not that again. I'm curious. They also introduced what the new mini game is going to be. Team Kirby Clash, which is a uh, semi role playing, semi combat based arena fighter where you well, like, like it's just like boss mode but it's you get, boss you yeah. get different classes yeah so there's like a healer and stuff yeah team boss rushes with like different moves and you can work together it looks cool actually but i don't know I like I'm, I'm just smash bros one from the last game that was great what the smash bros mini game in the in triple deluxe that yeah. was really good that was really all those mini games are actually pretty fun even the ddd one was pretty good the rhythm one i wasn't a huge fan of that i didn't mind it i thought it was good um trying to think of what else here uh amiibo support with this game four new amiibos coming out for it uh the only new character for the amiibos is waddle d they all unlock power-ups in the game including your old ones and if you buy the kirby one is the only way you can get the ufo power-up in the game and can't you use the smash bros his smash bros moves yeah somehow Uh, yeah, that's a power up. They've, they've done that a couple times. Uh, the Smash Brothers moveset. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they introduced that. Kirby in Kirby, is Kirby the, the one amiibo that I have. There you go. So you can get your Smash Brothers style gameplay. Oh, great. Except my 3DS doesn't take amiibos. So. Ooh, and your Fubard. Unless you want to buy that receiver for like 20 bucks. Nope. Had a feeling. I'm just. I, I find it funny that they call it Planet Robobot because I used to say that a lot as a kid for robots. So it's weird oh, seeing robobot? that. I thought yeah. you were going to say you used to say Planet Robobot. A no, lot. I used to I say like, I used to say why? here comes a Robobot, and it's weird seeing a company use that as an actual name for a video game. Here comes a Robobot. Nice. Robobots away, and that was the Nintendo Direct. All right, um, these will probably go pretty quick. Uh, Microsoft has plans to somehow upgrade the Xbox hardware. Uh, what? No, no word on what that really means. Um, they just another Connect. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's that or if it's somehow like expansion pack or it can't be because those things never work well. But let me try and find the quote from this article. Uh, here's one he was saying on PC and mobile. Who was who also who was saying that this was um, Phil Spencer. Uh, he was saying on PC and mobile, you get a continuous innovation that you rarely see on console. Consoles lock the hardware and the software platforms together at the beginning of the generation then you ride the generation out for seven or so years while other ecosystems are getting better faster and stronger uh so he plans on decoupling the xbox one as a software platform from the hardware it first shipped with and again it's not exactly clear what that means um but he wants to have the capability of hardware iteration oh so i don't know modular consoles like it it sounds like expansion ports or expansion packs but again those never do that very well we just talked about it on the 3ds like they have, there's four games for it and why would a developer risk uh um developing for a smaller user base than the the base product we saw this with the arcade system as well everything had to work on that and then eventually near the end of the 360 they said no you need a hard drive for this um, but I guess this is uh, also to help further uh, link the, all their games to uh, Windows 10s. Yeah, uh, that seems like that's store. what they're aiming for. <clears throat> Which makes so, sense, w- but it's a little... 
yeah i don't know what this means i i'm curious i'm it's very vague at the moment but uh i guess we'll see what happens quantum break is still coming out on windows 10 don't forget uh does that even have a release date yet yeah it's like in april it's pretty soon all right sweet yep i'm excited i like remedy a lot um we mentioned this like a week or two ago that pokemon go presentation happening at gdc where they were going to talk more about that has been canceled uh no real reason why from what i've uh looked around at but that's a bummer i'm very uh curious uh what what pokemon go is like i want that seems super cool but anyway uh, no Man's Sky finally got a release date and price that was quite interesting. Uh, June twenty first for sixty dollars. Okay, saying full retail. That downloads. for a game, the scope that game seems to have that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people were just like, even myself included, didn't really know like what that was going to be. If it was going to be more on like the downloadable game price points, like you know. Have, yeah, have they even said thing? if there's going to be a physical version of this or it's only digital? There's a physical version of this. In fact, I pre-ordered it because of the 20% thing with uh, Amazon. Okay. But uh, yeah, so it's getting a full uh, retail copy. Uh, I'm, so I got it on PS4. June 21st. I, I hope that game... Um, I hope that game is something I want to play. Like It seems like really ambitious. I just hope I'm actually into it. Um, this is pretty interesting. Rock Band and Harmonix obviously started a um, a fig. Yeah, what is it called again? Play a fig. fig for, play fig. Yeah, for a play uh, fig campaign in order to get Rock Band Four ported to the PC and start up the Rock Band network again. Is Play Fig the one that's Psychonauts Two? Yeah, because it's co-owned the by one. Uh, Tim Schafer, right? Double Fine and Tim Schafer, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't even looked at the campaign. I'm going to go to it. It's 35 days. They want $1.5 million. They currently have 32 days left. They actually have about 33 days left. Mm. And they're currently at 293000 or 19% of their goal. Well, that means clearly someone wants it. Did you say um, 1.5? I thought it was $1.2 million. And I'm, the looking pers- at the, I'm looking at the thing right now. Okay. It's $1.5. Um, I'm trying to see what what uh like the I'm curious why Playfig and not and not uh Kickstarter. I and think it's, well like, Playfig is gets the people who back like they get financial re, like reimbursement if it does well. So that might be why. I'm looking at what some of these rewards are. 10 bucks will get you access to comments and discounted add-ons. So I'm assuming that's going to be discounted songs. Cuz what other add-ons are there? In, clothes yeah. for your character 20 bucks gets you uh, a city sleeps that that game they put out uh, last year best of indies playable tracks and then the discounts 49 dollars. that's a weird price gets you the pc game early access 30 songs and everything else everything is estimated delivery of q4 this year Let's see, $99. Uh, the new thing is a limited edition rock, ba- rock band at Swag Pack. What is that? It includes the cool rock band paraphernalia. You need to live the life of a rock star. So that includes a guitar pick. 
which you can't use in Rock Band because those are fake instruments. Uh, drumsticks, which you already get drumsticks. A notepad and pen for signing autographs. Hell yeah. Uh, you get a sticker. It literally says a sticker. I, I get a four, It seemed like you a, were going up in scale at first, and now it's going back down. <laughs> you get a forehead tattoo. Great. It can also be applied on any other is it, part is it literally of your just the number four body. Is it literally just the number no, four? No, it, it's spelt forehead like the like your head. Oh, okay. Oh, and a snazzy fabric patch. Oh, here we go. Finally, to navigate those in-game menus, even smoother, a swanky mouse mat, Ooh. which I'm assuming is a mouse pad. For 150 bucks, and we get a bunch more. You get exclusive developer chat, Rock Band 4 t-shirt, and official in-game credit. 250 bucks gets you a Harmonix VIP party at PAX East 2016. So I guess you get entry into that. Mm-hmm. They had that for uh, Amplitude as well. Oh man, these next ones have been sold out for $500. Again, this is sold out. Five people claimed it out of five. You get a Harmonic Studio Tour. I mean, that's cool. For $1,000, again, this is sold out. Five people claimed it. The the, uh, bonus for this one is exclusive original concept art. Really? How's that not the first one? Really? So if you spend $500 and you want to double it, you get access to exclusive concept art. There's got to be more to that. There's no way. Okay, hang on. As a token of our gratitude, we will be delighted to give you a rock... Oh, hang on. There's more. But it's not in the list. Oh, hang on. No, sorry. For $1,000, you get the exclusive concept art and a signed Rock Band 4 guitar controller. Those things retail for like 80 bucks, by the way. But signed by the entire dev team, I assume? I'm assuming so. Signed by the Rock Band development team. In addition, you will receive a unique and exclusive piece of Rock Band 4 concept art professionally printed, signed, and framed. I could... And they still get the tour, right? Uh, they still get the tour, yeah. Yeah, so, you know what? I, I can... Under, for $500, I could understand that. I could see collectors going crazy for that. $500 more, you're getting, basic, you're getting the signed guitar. Yeah, I could see I could see people going okay. crazy for that. I, people clearly did. For $6,000... That's a jump. Okay. Um, let's get ready to... Roll. Aside from everything above, this amazing offer includes an entry ticket to PAX East 2016. Okay. So far, the cheapest uh, way to get into PAX East. a special guest of Harmonix, an invitation to our VIP party, uh, which already was included, and all this including flights and hotel. Oh. So they'll fly you to Boston. That, I assume you've got to live in the continental U.S. for that. Yes. And it's a three-star hotel for three nights. Three star hotel. Okay, that's what they. <laughs> I was like five star, star maybe, maybe for five that. Star would probably cost more. Yeah. Um. All right. Here. Uh. Oh, we're not done. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> uh. You get director's credit, probably model and portrait. Yep. And a dinner with Alex Rogopoulos or Tim Schaefer. Not both. You get to pick. Yeah. You have to choose. That's the twenty thousand dollar. John, who would you pick? Alex, I think. Why is that? I don't know. I'm more interested in their games. I've actually met uh, Tim Schafer before at a um, a double fine party at PAX. So 
I guess I would do Alex too. Um, man, how many more of these? Okay, there's two more for fifteen thousand dollars. You just get keep to going. Just ride keep going. in a helicopter. You get a guided tour from uh, Alex Rogopoulos in a helicopter. This is at what? Fifteen thousand. This is fifteen thousand dollars. Ride around a helicopter. Why the hell not? And the last one. It's funny because all these ones, all these like really high ones, you can only get like two or three people can claim them. The twenty five thousand dollar one, ten people can claim this. Uh, for twenty five thousand dollars, you get to have your song in Rock Band Four. Oh PC. God! I was wondering if this would ever come up. And your song will be available for free DLC, so okay. you don't get anything for that. Okay. No, that that makes a bit more sense then. But still, it, although it straight up says your song in Rock Band for PC, so maybe not the other ones. Like I would assume, all the songs go. Together. I assume. Like, I I would assume this meant they were going to do it for Rock Band Network, which would mean then yeah, it's on all of them. Well, it can't be Rock Band Network because anyone could put their song on there, right? That wouldn't be a very good. I'm not paying twenty five thousand yeah, dollars. That's, for that's a good point. This is official DLC, so yeah. I just don't know why they specifically says your song in Rock Band for PC. Anyway. Um, anyway, that so uh, get uh, donating, I guess. Do it. I think how, I, I think how I many people this. did the twenty five thousand? Anyone yet? No, no one's done that yet. Okay. No one's done any of those like top ones. The highest one was, I, I think, the $1, I $1,000. dollars. <laughs> the problem with that is you need to be a musician and most musicians do not have twenty five thousand dollars to their name. That's true. That's true. If they or if they're at a point where they have that much disposable income, their song is probably already in Rock Band Four. Anyway, I hope uh, I hope it gets funded. I would like to see Rock Band Network back. That was cool, and I have some Rock Band Network songs. I would like to play them. <laughs> uh, going back a sec to the Pokemon Go GDC presentation being canceled. <clears throat> There's official response from the Niantic CEO, the guy who the company that's working on the game. We've de- we decided to forego our GDC talk on Pokemon Go in order to focus on getting the product ready for beta test and launch. As much as we hate to disappoint those in the industry attending GDC, we feel our time and energy right now are best spent on making sure every aspect of the product is where we want it to be. So basically, it's like they're skipping E3 to work on it, essentially, but just for GDC. Yep. Speaking of E3, there's not going to be an Activision booth there either. Which is crazy. They have um, one of the biggest booths there. From Activision, it says, In June, we're going to be at E3 showcasing gameplay from Infinity Wards ambitious new game. We're looking forward to sharing exciting new details about the next great Call of Duty game in partnership with our friends at PlayStation. We're proud to be participating in this premier video game event, but won't have an Activision booth on the show floor. So I guess that means it'll be maybe at the Sony booth, and it'll obviously be on the stage at the press conference. Yeah. But that's it. First EA, I guess first Nintendo, EA dropped out, Activision's dropped out. Maybe E3's dead. It might be. It's dead. I would not be shocked if after this year there was a, they either skipped a year or they just restructured everything. Yeah, that would be, that would definitely be interesting if they skipped a year. Uh, Last bit of news I had is there's not going to be a new Disney Infinity game this year. Oh my God. That was mildly interesting because normally we've had one each year. 
Has uh, it really been that? Ca- oh my god, you're totally right. It's pretty much yeah, been that. Disney Infinity 2.0 because we had Marvel stuff, and then 3.0 with Star Wars. There will not be a Disney Infinity 4.0 this year. There's just going to be more figures and stuff. I mean, it makes sense because 3.0 was pushing Star Wars, and Star Wars is only pretty recent. So yeah, they need like another like a new hook. What's coming out next year? What is coming out Disney wise next year? 2017, uh, the next Star Wars movie, or is that 2018? Well, that, no, that's 2016. Oh, this year you? No, I, I mean, I thought Star Wars was 2017. I thought there episode, will be a new Star Wars movie every single year from now on. I thought it was every two years for the main episode. Every two years will be main episodes, but this yeah, that's year what I meant. I meant episode eight. Oh, okay. But in terms of, but Rogue One is this year, right? We'll have a new Star Wars every single year from now on, which is crazy. Yeah, that's the life you live in. That's the life. You, that's the world you live in now, John. Every year, every there's already December. like five Marvel movies a year. It's closer to two. It's actually two. Uh, I mean, okay, if you count twentieth the the Fox movies, then it's four, four or five. But yeah, maybe. Did right. you see Deadpool? By the way, Deadpool was great. Deadpool's so good, right? It it was a really fun movie. I think that's the best way to describe that movie. Yeah, no, it's. I went twice the opening weekend. I don't know if I'd see that twice. I. I, was, I, I, I really enjoyed going. it, but there were points in it where I'm like, this feels is not what I expected. I that I really like that movie. And I was like, there's so many jokes in that movie. I'd probably miss some. I could easily go see it again. And I did a few days later. I, I love that. That's a great movie. It's a really good movie. Everyone should go see Deadpool. Unless you're like a little kid. Then don't. Then, go see then don't. Yeah, we then we want wait. Deadpool 2 to actually happen. So I'm sure it's going to happen. That thing has made so much money. From what I understand, last weekend. No, hang on. Yeah, last weekend it made like thirty million, and that's like his third weekend out. Damn, I heard yeah, that it was what? like the highest grossing February movie. I don't know about that. I know it was like, oh, it might be. I know it was like the highest grossing like R rated movie. Highest, highest R rated movie in February. Highest R rated movie period, and I think it beat I don't the, know. the the movie it beat was The Passion of the Christ. Okay, and I don't yeah, think that I came out in February. Sure. I think that actually came out around April, around like actual Easter time. To be fair, I could see why this last weekend everyone would have gone to see Deadpool because it was going up against that Egypt movie. Oh, yeah. And that thing looks terrible. Uh, okay, that's, uh, that's news. Let's go to questions. All right. I don't, have, I don't have any physical ones this time. Okay, that's fine. Uh, maybe next week. Topdownperspective at gmail.com at tdppodcast uh, for Twitter, and then there's the Facebook group and the Reddit thing, and you know, whatever. I'll read this first one. It comes from Michael. Do you guys think all games should be given a chance to be played rather than dismissed because of how they seem slash past games? I mean, this does. Yes. It's. I mean, yeah, but it's not physically possible to play all games, as I have learned. Well, I don't think he's saying play all games. I think he's just saying should. Should we? Oh yeah, Did, like, don't judge a, a book yeah. by its cover. Basically, yeah, yeah like that's obviously. Yeah, the only that's one a I given. can maybe see is based on like past games in the in the series. Like, if you know you don't like sports games, don't expect to like the next sports game. Yeah, I feel like there's there's edge cases, but usually, yeah, you should give a game a chance. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, okay. Next one comes from Comet. Who says, was there ever a party member in a game with a personality you hated but kept using anyways? For me, it's Orochi and Fire Emblem Fates. Um. Hmm. 
uh, in currently in Fire Emblem, I'm using um, that villager you get, uh, like Mozu or something. And her whole thing is that she's just like a wimp. And I just like, you're not cool. I know you're going to get really powerful because in Awakening, the villager got, gets super in powerful. In every Fire Emblem game, the villager gets super powerful. That's yeah, like, like a tradition. A, a pretty good tradition with Fire Emblem is if the character starts off weak, like if you use them enough, they become like godlike. Um, but their personality is just like scared and stuff all the time. It's like, you're not cool. You don't got like a cool eye scar or something. So I'm going to go with Mozu. It seems like I was like, Mozu, yep. I honestly can't think of anyone because usually even if the character is good, I'll usually go with characters I prefer. Uh, Personality wise, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John says, uh, do you have any advice for people who want to start making podcasts? I say we get this question about once a year. Yeah. Ish. Um, Have friends. (laughs) What, that, to like podcast with or to listen to your podcast uh, both i specific i actually don't really tell that many of my friends about this podcast totally honest um but uh yeah it's definitely easier to do the podcast if you have someone to talk to that's for sure yeah i would say um be like comfortable and be all right with not having a lot of listeners or feedback for a long time um because unless you like have like a following, you're just kind of putting the podcast out there. I mean, that's the way the internet works now. Is that you put something out there and then you get judged on it later. I heard like a stat that was like fifty percent of all podcasts don't make it past like episode forty. I where did you hear that? Because I've heard something similar. Yeah, it was just it was just someone on a just podcast I was listening. Someone to. on the someone on the internet was just dropping truth. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but I could see that. I could see people giving up at some point. Um, so, you know, podcasts are fun. Make sure, uh, you, you know, just it's something you enjoy doing. And I would say much like any kind of like creative effort, do it because you enjoy it and not because you want like feedback. Like I do this podcast because I, I like ca- catching up with with you and, and Paul and just talking about games and it's like a nice consistency thing I have every week. I can look forward to that. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's my advice. You got the next question? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I thought that was all one. Tactic and Hayes says, favorite class in Fire Emblem and slash or in any other class of our class-based RPG. Ironically, mine isn't the tactician. I love the hero and the general in Fire Emblem. Um, I like Myrmidon and Fire Emblem, and oh, yeah, it is Myrmidon a hundred percent. And in any other class type RPG, I usually like uh, white mage, black mage mixes. It's like a red mage. Yeah, I guess red mage would be the best yeah, example. That, that's red mage. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh no, it is Myrmidon. Hands down, it is Myrmidon. And then in other ones, I usually like uh, like thieves or ninjas quite a bit. Like real, like kind of stealthy. They usually look really cool too, the mm. characters that, that that play those ones. But yeah, Miramadon. And then when they turn into like a swords master, oh it's so cool. Oh, it's so cool. Christopher writes in. Um I wanted to t- let y'all know of sorry, let all you know one interesting thing about Fate's Conquest. The main difficulty in the game comes from alternate win conditions, such as having to defend an area for 12 turns or kill an exact number of boss-tier enemies. 
Also, this one is aimed at John. GameStop sold out of Fire Emblem Fates special edition pre-orders on the first day that they started taking pre-orders. Out of my group of friends, all Fire Emblem fanatics, I was the only one that could get the special edition before they sold out. Now on to my two questions. Where do you draw the line when it constitutes a different game? Obviously, Pokemon with a dozen mons different doesn't really count as two different games, but Fates has 22 chapters exclusive to each version of the game, along with eight side missions also exclusive to each base version. Revelations has all three. Uh, There's also the story to consider, as the stories play out very differently in each of the three versions, and each one has classes and characters exclusive to each game. Knights, mercenaries, and fighters in Conquest, while Birthright gets Pegasus, Knights, Myrmidons, which are now called Samurai, and Spearfighters. I think it's a good question. What? How, how do you constitute it? Which games are different games, or if they're just like a copy? I think he's right with Pokemon. Those are basically the same game. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever going to argue against that. I'm trying to think of examples when this even comes up. It doesn't happen all the time. How do you feel about Smash 4? Smash 4 is, I argue that's a different case because that's handheld versus home. So you're saying different games? Uh, I would offer I would offer different version of same game. Uh, they're still both like you would desirable. I, I would say they're different games. Yeah. I pers- personally, I would say they're different games. Um, Fire Emblem. Any- yeah. Fire Emblem Besides is kind of like Emblem, I can't think touchy. Of any Can you? Yeah. Because there's usually not the case. They're either exactly the same, but like the monsters are different. Or like the characters are different. Like what's another what's another game that's done that? Uh the Mega Man Battle Network series, any okay. game yeah, any, yeah, yeah. any company that's tried to do a Pokemon ripoff. What what were the different because I've played I haven't played Battle Network in forever. What were the differences? Um I think the you joined like a different team in them and then you fought some different bosses as a result. But like okay. I believe the story was more or less the same in both of them. Oh, Flippant Fox in the chat says Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Good example. Definitely different games. Oh, yeah. Those are easily different games. Those are completely different games. And they're also fantastic. Yeah, that is actually like a case of what Fire Emblem tried to do, but I'd argue done correct. I think... Because think about it. You and They want you to buy both games because content from the first game can move to the second one and it unlocks an extra, like a different ending. Sorry, what are we? Which games are we talking about right now? Oracle, Oracle of Seasons and Ages. Okay, all right. Now, if Fire Emblem had done something similar to that, which I mean, I guess they technically did, but it's it's weird. Then I would be like, yes, this is good. Buy them all. So you're saying the only issue with Fire Emblem is that content's not transferring and the an additional ending. And it's more that it doesn't like. Do you do you need to do both storylines to do Revelations? I don't think no no it's a completely separate storyline like it's it's all it's different no I mean I guess like to get revelations to make sense of it I don't know I I don't from what know I understand enough details on from it. what I understand there's a point in birthright and well this is this is for sure where you get to choose what side of like the war yeah, you're on that's that's both of them and from what I understand in revelations you pick neither side oh you pick, like your own side yeah like it's a like it's a completely like third branch so wait so revelations is the same game again but different what i thought because because all three like the first six chapters are the same right leading up to the split and then you get your your 22 separate ones Mm -hmm. um and in birthright and conquest are those are two splits and then i understand revelations is an added third split like you can choose oh i thought the revelations was like all right you here's like what happens after what you did no it's 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 
Uh, it's a third split. Oh, Jesus. It's a completely new game, yeah. So that's why I was going to say it. Fire Emblem, I believe, would be separate games. The only part that would make it not separate games is the characters like look the same and those first six missions or whatever. That um, but even in the chat, silly. people are saying it's a completely new game. All, th- all three are new games after the split. This is weird. So that, that's why I was saying I'm probably not going to jump into Conquest right away uh, because I've played a lot of Fire Emblem. It will be, it'll be different, but I just don't need to play three Fire Emblem games back to back. Are you able to quick skip the other six chapters if you've beaten the first game? That I don't know. However, those chapters are super short, like super short. Okay. Um, I would argue that like the chatting on the front end and back end are longer than those missions themselves. And you can skip the the dialogue. So, oh yeah, probably... comment says you can skip the first few chapters, but I think you get worse stats. Oh, maybe there's like an auto thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, but like I said, yeah, just playing through them, you could probably get through those first ones in like an hour tops. Yes, you oh. can start from the choice. A bunch of people say, "All right, that's Great. that's a bit better." All right, you know what? That that's warmed me up a little bit more to that. I wasn't aware of that option. Yeah. Um. So I'm now I'm trying to. Th- so I guess games that I. Now, actually, now that I think about it, Mega Man kept doing a whole bunch of those duplicates, didn't they? Like, I remember something had like Pegasus in the subtitle when those names yep. were getting crazy. And then they did the um, oh, what the hell was that one called? The Star Force series, which also did the same thing. I don't know what that those, is. Those were the DS the ones. Those were the DS ones. Oh, oh, Mega Man Star Force. So yeah. do you know what the difference in those were? Um, I think your actual like character was different because there was like Star Force Pegasus. And I don't remember what the other two are. But like the idea was that your character story or just story was the same, but like your actual like way of fighting and your specials and stuff like that were different. And I I think you also encountered different abilities and characters along the way. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I was was to make I think it's obviously it's going to be case by case. But like, I guess personally, if there's a. If if the levels I'm playing are different, I'll be interested if it's just like a new story, but I'm still playing the same game, uh, I probably wouldn't be as interested in going for it. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested in what, in, in knowing what the story is, but if it's like, this is just the same thing I just played, then yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite interested in that. Sorry, my phone's dying. That'll and make- his second game, uh, what do you think of the children mechanic in Awakening and Fates? I felt it worked in Awakening. Oh, hang on. He has a spoiler thing here. Hang on. So it's a good thing I did not read this question. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't say any spoilers. So he says, I felt it worked in Awakening because spoilers, but yep. it feels much more forced in Fates. Should they keep up the trend of having children in the game or does it damage the story too much? Um, I think I know what he means by why it worked so well in Awakening. Um because one of the children is like really significant, right? Mm. Um, I haven't got to the children part in Fates, so I don't know if there's a story connection to it. Uh, but I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, why not? I don't see why it's it's bad. If you don't want to play with the children, don't use them. Just more characters. Well, presumably they're better characters, right? At least that was how it worked in uh, in Awakening. Are they better? I don't. I, don't I believe that. they're supposed to be because they take on the attributes of their parents. Oh, okay. I, you know, I don't think I used the children really because my characters were already like so souped up. I was like, I'm going to stick with these guys that I enjoyed. All right. You got the next one? Yep. One sec. 
Oh, I can tell that was a different one. I was Thomas writes in and says, I was a little slow on this, but I just discovered Sekita Sanchiro, the mascot of the Sega Saturn, is in Project Cross Zone 2. Is this the best crossover ever? Yes. <laughs> just definitively, I, dude, yes. Dude, his dialogue, uh, from what I've seen, has been phenomenal. It's so on point with the character, and it just seems so weird. And everyone else in the world of the game is just like, let's just go with it. The Sega Saturn is the most powerful computer in the world. We're going to put it in our giant walking death tank. There we go. That's pretty funny. I haven't. I don't have the t- context for all this because I haven't played the game. Obviously, is uh, Sega? Hang on, hang on. Is Segato Sanchiro? Is he the guy that you, you play? Like that game you made me pick up for you? Yes. Okay. That's exactly who that is. Right. And he was the ma- he, he like was at least the mascot like for the Sega Saturn, right? Yeah. I love the idea of the mascot just being like a dude in like a karate getup. Have you ever seen the commercials for the Sega Saturn starring him? I think a while back you did show me them when we were like playing those on the screen. They're like him like beating the crap out of people because they're not playing the Sega Saturn. It's great. (laughs) It's so good. I'm so glad that he's like Um, playable in a video game. I'm going to take your word for it being the best crossover. I do just want to shout out that uh, Professor Layton uh, Phoenix Wright crossover game is really good. James writes in, if you could make a game that has the same engine as the Scott Pilgrim game and had Adam Monaguchi for the soundtrack, but had to use a franchise that wasn't Scott Pilgrim, what franchise would you use? Can we use something that would make no sense, but would still have the happy music like Silent Hill? So it's going to be a Silent Hill beat-em-up? A Silent Hill beat-em-up, but the music's all like happy and energetic like Scott and like, Pilgrim's and like soundtrack. Like and such? Yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. That'd be great. Uh, I wasn't going that way. I was going to say like Transformers. That would or, also be really good. Or like just make like an X-Men game, which they already have the X-Men beat up game, but I, mm. having it sprites like that would be cool. But I think transforming like back and forth between cars and robots to do different attacks would be really interesting. Yeah, no, that would be solid. Actually, that's a good Silent choice. Hill. That'd be, no, that'd just be funny. Oh, for sure. It would just be like the dog ending over and over again as a video game. It'd be great. Or even the UFO ending from three. That's probably more what's akin to because that ending was weird, but like it just makes funny me think weird. of that Dead Rising up uh, DLC that they yeah super like arcadey. I also wouldn't mind a Dead Rising one, but or like a Capcom All Stars version. I feel like that sure. would be better. There you go. Or what if like uh, PlayStation All Stars was just that game? Actually, that would also be pretty good. That would have been cool. All right, Next you got Glenn's. Uh oh, I didn't realize we did a different question. I'm smart. Uh Glenn writes in and says, Hey guys, have you ever wondered how comic books never caught on to the mainstream? Sure, sales have definitely gone up, of course, but how could they not with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and great shows like The Flash or Jessica Jones? But comics still aren't accessible. The uh, the continuity keeps shifting, so good luck finding a resource that tells you which series of comics comes before or after another one. Much less exists in the same universe at all or isn't retconned later. Completing a vintage set for any series can't be cheap either. There's decades of potentially great stories out there and dozens of variations on the same beloved heroes. Isn't there millions of dollars to be made here? Imagine a Steam, Redbox, or Netflix service where you can get the old stuff for cheap, mailed-in reprints or comics or digital versions you can read on a tablet or phone. Those exist. Uh, yeah, when I first read that, I was like, all of this exists. It's called Comixology or the Marvel yeah. app or the DC app. Yeah. You, um, you, this, don't get, you don't get uh, physical copies. Uh, no, but, but you do digital. get There's literally tons the backlog. In fact, I think you even get up to a couple months ago, so it's not that late. Yeah. 
How cool would it be to get your Silver Age fix while on break at work or binge read some X-Men while at home? It bothers me that comic the comics industry is over two times as old as the video game industry, uh, but there's no comparison with how much com- money comic books make. But what do you guys think? Can the solution really be that simple, or are comics doomed to be forever part of Nerd Obscura? Um, I think comicsology is kind of already the answer that you're looking for, to be real. Yeah, and yeah, there's a, there's a few subscription uh, um subscription services marvel unlimited i think is one of them is called um but yeah no those are definitely out there for your phone and your tablet um in terms of like making money he's totally right with the constant renumbering and just not even knowing where to start um if i was and what i always hear as advice and i think is good is if you're looking to get into comics and like the like the weekly comics you got to just go in there and you just got to pick up the number and start going uh, and then then work your way backwards after that. I, I feel like, like now with the internet, you have the ability to catch up in a way. Right, like you, you can look you up can like look here's up what I missed in this story. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is just start just start reading. You'll catch up eventually. And if you want to know more, go online. Like I'm I'm a big fan of Comic Vine. I listen to their podcast, which also keeps me up to date with comic news and stuff. Um, so I would give that a shout out uh, if people are interested in getting into comic books for sure. Um, and then. And then you can also find like, well, I, you know, I, I really like this character. What's a, what's a story arc that he was cool in or she was cool in. And then you can go for like the pay, uh, the trade paperbacks too. Cause yeah, the, the numbering gets real confusing. They relaunch stuff all the time. They constantly renumber. There's crossovers. I, I can understand how it's daunting, but the way I started is I just went in and I was like, Hey, I like Batman. I got the latest Batman. I got a couple issues that the comic store had from before that. And then I slowly started getting more. I was like, well, I keep, Robin keeps showing up. I like Robin too. I'll get the Robin comic. I'll get the Batman and Robin comic. What should I get from? And then I just slowly branched out more and more. And that's how I got into it. But uh, so do you, when was the last time you read a comic book, John? It was recently, but I can't think of what. The last series I got into was Transmetropolitan back in university. So like I am way out of, I'm not into like mainstream. I've heard a lot of good things about that series though. Yeah. But yeah um but yeah no uh there's a lot of cool things so again i recommend comic vine that's a great resource for comic book stuff if you're looking to branch out more with that stuff and also yeah flash and jessica jones were great did you watch jessica jones john i can't i can't think of the last time i've logged into netflix oh man okay well jessica jones is great and yeah the flash is great too all right, Andy says, Final Fantasy XIV had a nice little tribute to the late David Bowie in their latest patch. In the dungeon uh, anti-tower, there is a boss with the name Ziggy who summons who summons ads called Stardust. I don't know if that's a typo or not. Anyway, uh, I thought that was a neat thing Square Enix did. Uh, what were the most, the most favorite homages uh, to celebrities, actors, etc. that you enjoyed? I don't even know if I can think of one. I can't. Um, um, oh, I thought of a couple. There was Go this ahead. anime I used to watch called, I think, Cromarty High School, and one of the characters was basically just Freddie Mercury. Okay. I was going to say, um, Raven Software used to put Lost references in their games. I know that's not <laughs> a specific character or specific actor, but I really enjoyed those. I actually really like when other games reference uh you know m- different video games that you know the developers are just into like uh raven software also referenced uh metroid in um singularity that makes sense 
trying to think of anything else. Someone else brings up Space Michael, which is another pretty good one. What is Space Michael? It's exactly what you think it is. It's Michael Jackson in space. He's okay, like a, he's I was like actually a, thinking of Michael Jordan. I don't know okay. why. It's called Space Jam, probably. Space Jam, probably. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's Michael Jackson in space. He's a cop from the future uh, in Space Channel Five. Okay, in the he game he, he saves the world and the universe through the power of dance and music. There you go. That that sounds pretty good. Yep. Someone says Mario's reference in Assassin's Creed Two. That one was okay. I didn't think that one was great, but it was okay. Sure. And all right, you got this last one. Yep. Last question comes from Mage. It's a two-parter. Say that you were in charge for the next content update for the 3DS's Street Pass software. First off, what puzzles slash hats slash speech balloons, accessories, etc. would you see to it that gets added to the update? And the second question, what time of game, what type of game slash other features would you like to see get added to the update? Okay, so new Street Pass stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any characters I specifically would want their outfits or like helmets or hats for because most of the ones I would want have already been covered. I also don't really care about it. I honestly, my interest in street passing has definitely dropped. I'm trying to think what could get me back. They're ha- they've been so slow and like delayed with any like new content. We got those two new games. Like, was that two years ago or one year ago? Um, I'm going to assume it was one year ago. It couldn't have been that long. I never bought any of those games, so I'm not even sure which games, but I do remember, I think the update was about a year ago. Hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I'm just not really interested because I, I, I like the puzzles, uh, but I just don't care enough to have my 3DS on all the time. And I care more about my 3DS having its battery life when I want to play it more than I do getting puzzles pieces. I don't know. Like, I, I don't mind Street Pass. It's fun. I liked playing the games. I kind of wish there were more. Yeah, and that's the thing is I never even played the games. Maybe if it was like for every Street Pass, you got a Pacross puzzle. You got a new one. How about that? Every five, you unlocks you the next Pacross puzzle. And it's a weird free-to-play thing, and you can pay to unlock them, or you can street pass with people, and it gets you a cross puzzle. That would there. That's my answer. That I would play that. I, I would looks, street pass again. Looks like it was April uh, 2015, so not even a year. There you go. When was the last time you played one of those? I have them all finished, so I don't. Oh, remember. Okay, I didn't know there was a finish to those games. Yeah. All right. If people want to send in questions for next week. Top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter or the Facebook group or the Reddit subreddit. What's your game of the week? Super evolution. That's okay. I never thought that was going to be said on this podcast. I did it. <clears throat> you, yes, you did. Uh, mine is fire emblem fates. Uh, so we'll be back next week, hopefully with Paul and uh, we'll see you guys later. Later.